We watched a good film. Whoa, 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 we watched a good film. Talking about a really good film. So here is the show. Lady. Talking about a little lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And the lady is mad. Welcome back to Heard You Saw in a change of pace for the first time, and it's the show's entire rich two episode history. We have watched a decent film. I'm joined today by Shay Collins, EJ Lee, Sean Narbra. We are in the illustrious home of Shay and EJ. We have just watched the, what year was it? 1996. 1996 film Bound by the Wachowski then brothers, then siblings, and then sisters. So, as is tradition, we will each be going around with our one-line takeaway from the film as your jumping-off point. Shay, as you were absent last time, we'll be beginning with you. Your one-line take on Bound, if you please. Man, your heart just doesn't stop racing. First... Like, your heart racing because of, like, sexy sex scenes. <laughs> Real vagina envy. And then it's just hard-stopping tension for our afterwards. Very good. Very good. Sean? Um, you know, first 20 minutes. Mm, I'm sure we'll cover that a lot. Um, <laughs> in a sense, we'll figure that out. So, um, uh, but it's, I think it's... It has that rising tension, you never really know where it's going to go next, you know, this is very surprising. Mm -hmm. EJ? Uh, starts like a porn, ends like a gangster sh uh, movie, so uh, it's got everything. Excellent. Yeah, it's like the opposite of how porns work, like, <laughs> usually the porn's at the end of the story. I was going to say, how many porn films do you know that have a really elaborate, like, gangster intrigue film before you get to the sex? And then there's like the porn relief. Um, for one my line takeaway, I have been told by multiple people that like, no, this is a Wachowski Brothers film that you'll actually really like. And I did like this. This was good. It reminded me a lot. The My brain just kept on going, boy, I should watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again. Because it had that same kind of mob people getting involved in something much larger than themselves thing going on. And it was really good fun. Who would like to recount I'm, the plot? I'm just guessing you're saying... Wachowski brothers at all, just because that's how. Oh they're, yeah, that's because yeah, I'm aware that they're no longer the Wachowski brothers. Yes. like seeing their, them credited as yeah, that the in brothers. this film. Yeah. Have they um, changed that in, on like updated releases? I think they now just uh, credit themselves as the Wachowskis. Oh, okay. Um, for yeah. They've become that fundamental. Yeah. They are pretty fundamental. Yeah, they. I, they, I love them. But they're now their own. They're like a brand. Who would like to take a stab at recounting the plot of the movie we just saw? Uh, sure. Okay, so, wait, how does this start? All I know is, like, oh, yeah, it kind of starts with, like, one of those times when you see what's happening at the end, at the beginning. Um, so you see just, like, a lady tied up. And then, uh, lesbian moves in to an empty apartment to do maintenance. Mm -hmm. Looks gay as hell. Super gay. Couldn't look gayer. Mm. Next door, there is a very feminine woman with a male companion, and she hits on her hardcore. Super. On a scale of like, okay, on a scale of like one to like the fist of an angry god, oh. how hard does Violet hit on Corky? Like, uh, I just want to gauge the feeling I have of the room. Two rope. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Well done. <laughs> so, the, like I said, the first... <laughs> I think we lost okay. Shay. The, the first 20 minutes are basically a porn. Um, so she, uh, feminine woman, Violet, invites uh, Corky, Corky over to fix... Um, she drops an earring down a pipe. Fix her pipes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, in... The actual plot of a porn, they play this out, <laughs> and and then they end up uh, making out and all this bullshit. Um, her husband, or companion, her, her mob guy, works for the mob, uh, and Corky is recently out of prison for being really good at stealing, except for getting fucked over and getting caught. So they hatch a plan to steal two million dollars from the mob and pin it on uh, Caesar. Caesar, and it all goes horribly wrong. What a shocker! Yeah, but man, there's so many twists. I don't even want to explain what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like we should try and be as. I mean, again, again, this movie is like over twenty years old now. Oh God. Yeah, just just chew on that in your mind, bubblegum face for a while. Um. They're still using landline phones. You should phones. still watch it, though. Yes. You should still... It's, yeah. It's one of those things... You know, I, I, I am often wary of using phrases like the term classic, but the sheer well-constructed beats of intrigue that this film hits are really just, like, timeless. That's always going to be a super intense, gripping experience because you're just like, Oh, fuck! Where, whoa, where is this going? You know, yeah. especially for a first-time viewing. Well, and that's rare in gangster. Like, it kind of reminded me like a little bit of True Romance, mm -hmm. except it was I think better than True Romance in how it ended, because you just don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Mm. Anyone could die at any time. Anyone. And most of them do. Yes. <laughs> Shay, any thoughts? Um, I really love how queerness is involved in this film. It's kind of partly a story of like one woman like breaking out of the mob mm. or like breaking out of being like s straight and like actually getting to be who she really is. Mm. And then the other part is like, so there's that porn scene where she comes and like fixes the pipes and they're making out a bit and then the husband walks in but he just, he thinks that, oh, they, someone's sleeping with his wife and then as soon as he sees it's a woman, he's like, oh, no, it can't be that. And that, <laughs> and because of that, He's like completely fooled that that it's not an option in in his mind that two like women could screw him over because they're in a relationship. Both literally and figuratively. Thank you for that epic sandbagging, guys. <laughs> love it. Yep. Um, I'll get under this bus. <laughs> yeah, I love when I love when films, queer films, use like the queerness to con. Straight people like mm. this, and I love you, Phil Morris. But I love us. I love him. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Shay was definitely the biggest evangelist, I think, for this movie going in. Because Sean, was this your first time seeing it? Yeah, first time seeing it. It's not really knowing much about the plot either. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I knew. I knew nothing. My my mind, whenever I heard the phrase "bound," for some reason went to the Kanye West video when he's on a motorbike. Oh God. Thing. Like, I, I, for some reason, I knew it was impossible that it would have something to Which do with that. Which is a better love story. With this, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when it starts up and the first shot is of Corky tied up in the closet, and I was like, oh, bound! 
like tied up. Right. I thought bound as in like, you know, I don't know, like to leap or to like, you know, <laughs> oh, God. I, I was like, I was thinking it might be like a sci-fi because I knew that this was the precursor in some respects to the matrix. So this, this subverted all of my expectations. I was not expecting gritty mob drama. All that. I knew was uh, lesbians. That was how it was gifted to me on my birthday. Mm. And that's how I gift everything. That's to you. that's so true. Yeah, <laughs> always appreciated. That's mm. only that's all I knew. I didn't know like it was like a gangster mob film with a lot of action and great stuff in it. So mm. that was dope. Damn right. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the things that you can really tell from this film is that you can see elements of uh, the Wachowskis' visual style. Like, in the way that it's shot, there's some really hecka nice transitions and, like, really good examples of, like, cutting from one scene to the other and, like, creative use of panning and stuff like that, which you see doubled down on super hard in, like, the first Matrix film. Like, there was the sequence when he, like, closed the cupboard door and then the camera panned out of the barrel of a gun. That was, mm. that was sweet. It was super yeah. nice. I'm like, oh, this is so reminiscent of, like, the shots in The Matrix where they go into the phone and down the wires into the real world and all that kind of thing. They did that. They went down wires in this shot. Yeah, too. they followed the wires through the wall. There were, like, a lot of really, really cool shots that they were clearly just like, hey, wouldn't this look cool? And they kind of just go for it. Mm. And, like... 90% of them work, and the 10% that don't, you're just kind of sitting there like, yeah, at least you went for it, though, you know? Mm. Like, you don't even give a shit that it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, it's clearly something like, oh, this is our debut film. We have to make a good impression with this film. And it's like, we are not... We're going to make every shot stand out, and it's yeah. all going to really mm. cut together really well, because it, it has to wow people, because this is, this is it. This is our chance. As loath as I am to reference How I Met Your Mother, it's like, a good mixtape is All Rise. <laughs> and this, like, this movie doesn't this really... Does yeah, this this movie yeah. does... It, it wants, after the initial 20 minutes of the, like, oh, hey, sexy the lesbians. The floor is a, is a porn. And, yeah. like, it rises from there to just insanity. Yeah, it, it just starts going, and then it doesn't really stop until, like, the last two minutes of the film. Yeah. It's crazy. Elaborate heist, gripping action... Well, the guy playing Caesar, he was having a whale of a time in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. the guy who eats steak in the Matrix. Oh, uh, he's the Merovingian? Like the, the vampire guy from the second one. Oh, no, he's... I don't, he's, he's, about, he's, yeah. he's the one guy... Wait, who he's Cypher? Yeah, he wants to go That was Cypher? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, I feel like I should disclose that I have not seen the Matrix since I was 13. That's fair. Okay. Cypher was like the douchebag guy who, like... Turned on them and sold them all out. I don't remember anything. The, the bald of the plot. guy. I don't know any of the plot. Okay. I think a guy goes into a computer. That's correct. Okay. Well, that's actually the opposite actually, of what yeah. happens. Yeah. A guy comes out of the computer. But then he goes back in the computer a lot. He goes back in, oh. comes back out, goes back in. Wait, which one is the Matrix? Life or the, the computer? The computer is the yeah. Matrix. Okay. He is. And real life, this isn't real life, is what they're saying. Like, this is we live in a computer. We live okay. in a computer. Should we watch The Matrix, or... <laughs> no? Yeah, we should watch The Matrix. I mean, sure. I mean, it's like, you know, if we could have start reviewing good <laughs> films now. I mean, between this well, and potentially Baby Driver next week. I, I mean, hopefully. Yeah. People, have, I hear good grounds. So. Sean, sorry. Hmm. Thoughts? You, um, you're, we're, we're, we've been hogging the mic. Yeah, so one of the things I really liked about, liked about this, it had that sort of 
play element that because where it is really sort of set within the two locations mm. and that it yeah. does have that thing of like you could very easily stick the story in, in like a theatre and that oh, still yeah. work very well you know because it's still that sort of rising tension and you sort of I guess in like a play sort of format you know you would have both apartments and that so you would sort of see everything that's going on in like Violet's apartment and then like you know Corky's reaction in her apartment you know um <laughs> But it was just, I think it was just that nice idea of that rising tension that you never really knew where it was going to go because you think it's going to go one way and then it just goes in a massive swerve, you mm. know? And then you think that can't go any different when it goes in back in a different direction and that's it's an ever sort of evolving sort of story and that's, and it's, you know, it does keep you on the edge of your seat because you really want to know how this is going to finish. What I think is also quite well Wait, done is are you suggesting we buy the rights to bound and write a musical yes yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. oh yeah Done. all right you heard here first. <laughs> when, we, when we make all the money from this podcast that's, yeah. that's what we're doing yes we okay we will our fund our bound musical, musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh god one of the things i will say without getting into spoilers i think that the reason that the tension works so well here is so much of the plot is predicated on the characters predicting what other characters will do. And then you have those characters subverting their expectations. And then the expectations of those characters then being subverted by other people as well. It's not just that, you know, there are twists that nobody could have seen coming. It's all about trying to predict each other's reactions. And then they are like, oh no! Like there's an awful lot of people being like, oh god, I don't know what I'm doing! Yeah, it's not a film that is like, ooh, we've got a twist ending, all these twists, and we're, we're smarter than you, audience. We're, we're smarter than you, and we've put in little clues for you, but we're actually smarter than you. The film's not patronising you. No. It's just good at that tension about having those characters in confined space and that guy full-on Jack Nicholsoning. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. The face. Caesar was just... He sweated a lot. Yeah, mm. he was very dead. Good, Good perspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Good, like just top Strong top notch. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think as this is a it's you know as this is strong a impromptu one. Game for out. <laughs> it's a sex scene. There was some strong perspiration. Oh boy, was there yeah. just. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know we were saying, but that might have been the heat. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell. I suppose we have to confront the um, big sexy lesbian elephant in the room. Any thoughts on the porn parts at the beginning? Was it too much? It was too much. I mean, some of the lines were like. The the writing after that was great, but the writing during that was very very cliche mm. in like a like a porn. I believe you guys will can attest to. I actually said out loud, I'm literally predicting this dialogue in my mind. I was like, I've read this before as fan fiction, <laughs> like many many times, <laughs> which is not great, but. Uh, it was fine, like, it, I don't know, a after the 20 minutes you're kind of just like, yeah, I'm all in. Amazing that they got away with this at the time that this was made. Yeah, it was really graphic. Yeah. Being 1990s, for being today even. But I think if it wasn't so graphic, you wouldn't believe in the kind of love story that follows, because yeah. they have to set up that these two love each other and they're going to stay with each other throughout this, this film. Yeah. Within, like... They've met, known each other for a week. Even yeah. though there's multiple moments where they both go, Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, they have, yeah, you have to, like... They have to... So that's why that scene's so graphic and lasts so long in that one yeah. shot to be like, these two are together, harmonious there, yeah. in it. I didn't mm. think that shot was at all exploiting uh, the usual 
no. gaze that even Handmaiden couldn't do. Mm. Like, I thought this was shot much better than that, and it was just as graphic. Mm. Um, so it was interesting to compare, like, today they could show more, but it's just, they did it more respectfully then, I guess. Yeah. Or they, the Wachowskis were able to do tasteful kind of fashion. Yeah, yeah it was more stylistic, was, yeah, too. Yeah, it's graphic, but yeah, tasteful, so yeah. it was a nice sort of balance. I think, like, the moment when I was just like, oh, wow, weird, like, not pulling any punches whatsoever, was the bit when, uh, near the start, so again, not really spoiler, Corky and Violet are having some sexy dialogue. And, um, Corky says, how serious about this are you? Violet fucking licks her finger, and I was like, oh, wow! And then that starts happening. It's off to the races. It is way off to the races. Good lord. Um, okay, so. It's off to the races. Off to the races. I'm gonna now push you guys for your final thoughts. I'm gonna start with... This is becoming a trend now. You it always is. Start with me. You've been on uh, every episode so far. I know. Um, yes. <laughs> I think it's something, if you can, can get past the first 20 minutes of essentially porn. Which, um, which is a hard which watch, right? Really it's very yeah. difficult. It was like, fine. Sorry, Sean. We completely uh, can't yeah. across you there. But it's a thing for like a film I hadn't seen, hadn't seen before, a film I didn't really know about, like all I really knew about Bound was that it was made by the Rakowskis and that there were graphic, like, um, gay sex scenes in it. You know, and that was all I really sort of knew. And, you know, I came up with something unexpected, you know, and it was a fantastic film that just, it does continue to rise throughout the film, it has this great level of tension, and you really don't know what you'd expect. You know, so, very, very surprised by it. Nice. Shay. Um, I, I think I was the only person who watched this film before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, on a second watch, I obviously don't like the ending, but it's still, there's still twists and moments where I completely forget what, what's about to happen, and how it's gonna move again. And not many films can do that twice, like linear plotted films that can like fool you twice. Yeah. Um, shame on you. Yeah. No, no, they not shame on you. Fool me once, shame on you. But they didn't fool, fool me. Twice, me. They just let me. me. They they carried me through like the momentum. They didn't fool me. That's that's the point. They're mm. no, they're not tricking you. They they just bring you along for like a roller coaster of a ride. Um, nice. And yeah, I'm really glad you all liked it because I was like, I hope everyone likes it. <laughs> <laughs> EJ? Yeah, it was um, not what I expected at all from not knowing anything about it. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen a film that's just taken uh, completely different directions than what you expect. Especially from the beginning, you kind of set expectations and then it just kind of goes completely out the window as soon as uh, the gangster stuff starts up. And like, man, it was great. Nice. Yeah, very 90s in oh, the yeah. way it's shot, but other than that... Oh yeah, the opening title. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Well, what, PowerPoint 97, I think? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but like Sean was saying, like, it could hold up as a play. Yeah. And it's really strong, story-wise, mm. but also, stylistically, really interesting. Dope. Nice. I would say that I think it's... Uh, I can already hear Andrew Clark going... <laughs> I have what can be described as a 
Andrew Clark from the Lost Cat. Yes, Andrew Clark from the Lost Cat podcast. Do listen to him. He's very good and has a lovely relaxing voice, even though he's wrong about a lot of things. Um, oh, oh, shit talking you on my podcast. Fight me. Hang on, hang on. We now started a beef with the Lost Cat podcast now. Let's start a beef with a much bigger, more successful, better made podcast. Let's let's go down this rabbit hole. Oh! <laughs> anyway, um, even though I can hear Andrew groaning, I have what could be described as a complicated relationship with the Wachowskis. One thing I have always said of them is that while I do not think they are always successful, they are always interesting. They're never boring. This was definitely not boring at all. It's definitely up there with one of my favorite Wachowski films. Uh, did I enjoy this more than The Matrix? I think so, because The Matrix has more things that just leave me going, ugh. Um, whereas this was just simple, effective, really good mechanical storytelling. Very, very good stuff. Don't know if it's better than Jupiter Ascending, though. I mean, let's be real. That is truly... <laughs> that, that is truly their magnum opus. Does anyone have a final thought that we can finish us. on? <laughs> uh, Jupiter Ascending's beautiful in a very different way <laughs> it is it's magnificent in how utterly ridiculous that film is and you have a direct man acting after a while i create life i've <laughs> not seen this oh I, I feel like we should watch it oh at some point oh, we're gonna watch jupiter ascending and visually <laughs> and as competent storytelling as this film really is, would not have guessed yeah but is as as much more and wonderfully queer it is fucking bananas yeah i've heard uh, multiple people have tried to explain that film to me <laughs> <laughs> the bees recognize their queen uh, it's what <laughs> okay before anyway. we get into a tangent about the wachowskis um i think that's all good um Hashtag Renew Sensei. Okay. That's my bit. <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag Renew Sense 8. Renew Is it not already? Didn't it they just have sense. second seat? What? Oh. It's Sorry. Very sad. Oh, tragic ending. Yeah. Hashtag Renew Sense 8. That will go in the tags for this podcast, I guess. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh, next time, Baby Driver? Maybe? Yeah. Apparently. And then possibly at some point, Transformers. <laughs> Oh, oh God! All right. But we know we know enough. good films now. Ah, back to the trash. 